Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing a really important and difficult topic, and that is how single mums can move forward with their lives after experiencing domestic violence. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We have a single mum only anonymous forum, ebooks and e-courses, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found completely free on my website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But right now, for this podcast, I get to introduce Alison Howarth from 1-800-RESPECT. Now, before I let Alison come in and chat to us, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and why she's a perfect person to be chatting to us about this topic today. Alison has got more than 20 years' experience working in the domestic and family violence sector, and she's been working with 1-800-RESPECT for three years now. Um, She's been a counsellor, a frontline manager, and now oversees the clinical aspects of the support line as a programme specialist. Every day, Alison supports 1-800-RESPECT's counsellors on clinical matters and helps a team to make sure best practice is used on each and every call. And I'm sure there's a lot of calls. Um, on top of all of this, she has a Bachelor of Science in Psychology and she's completing a Master of Counselling in Psychotherapy. And as you would expect, Alison has a strong belief in the rights of every human to be safe and free in a just society. Perfect. So, Alison, a huge warm welcome to the Beanstalk podcast. Thank you so much, Lucy. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Look, now, um, before we head into the questions I've got for you, Alison, um, I, I just wanted to let you know that I try and tailor these podcasts really perfectly so they answer the questions and they provide support in line with what the single mums on Beanstalk need Um, and Mm. I work with those mums hundreds of them every day um, across my platform so I have a really good idea and I've noticed that this topic has come up a lot for women who are actually no longer in their DV relationship but they're still finding it really hard to adjust to some semblance of normality um, Mm. following it so is that something that you actually see a lot of through your work at 1-800 respect or is it more dealing with people who are in the midst of that difficult relationship that's a really good question lucy but we do see um people from both sides of or at all points of the journey really whether they are just starting to explore whether or not the relationship they're in is unhealthy or if it's just them are they are they you know are they misconstruing something and they they start to explore the idea that perhaps this relationship isn't for them. It's not healthy for their children or for themselves or their partner for that matter. And, you know, or they might be further along in that journey and they may be at the point of leaving. They may be worried about the implications of that. They may have left and be worried about the implications of that. There are always so many implications along that journey, good and bad, the same as any relationship, really there's good and bad yeah yeah it's interesting because so often i suppose people have the dv relationship they move out of it and they can sometimes Mm. feel as if they don't warrant or they're not because they're not in that relationship anymore they can't reach out for that support and they can feel a bit alone on that period afterwards when they are struggling to move forward and as i say that's what 
I've seen a lot of. Um, so mm. that's what I'm going to focus on. And, and those, I've got five questions for you today that are focusing on that. And I really hope we can provide some support and some ongoing resources for our single mum listeners who are struggling with this. So, sure. Alison, are you ready for me to fire these questions at you? <laughs> Go for it, go for it. <laughs> um, look, as we're focusing on moving forward after domestic violence, can you tell us what kind of ongoing issues DV can cause for women trying to regain some normality in their lives? For sure. And look, firstly, I just want to highlight the strength of women that are impacted by family and domestic violence. And we also need to acknowledge the potential ongoing risks to safety and the ongoing impact of trauma as well. Um, we do know from research and the experiences of our callers and chatters that women can be at quite high risk in those first 12 months after ending a relationship. Just because a survivor may leave or end a relationship, the term moving forward can be quite a tricky one and not quite straightforward mm. when you need to factor in risks to safety or other forms of abuse or ongoing impacts which um, can sometimes continue or even escalate. It really does depend where that woman is on her own journey. Um, and we would always encourage people to ring 1-800-RESPECT to talk through the aspects of leaving that relationship and how they can help, um, help themselves and their children to move forward. Some of the other sorts of ongoing issues can be things like a financial disadvantage. So, for example, um, some forms of financial abuse can be where the woman is kept out of financial decision-making and then when the relationship ends, she might find that her name has been on loan documents that she wasn't aware of and she might then have legally acquired that debt through the relationship or there might be joint partnership debt. There's a range of um, things that can impact in financial abuse and so gathering knowledge about the household finances and you know, financial matters in general can be invaluable to helping those, um, to helping anyone move forward. Other ongoing issues can be things like unstable or insecure accommodation, um, levels of disability or health implications as a result from trauma, and things, of course, like, um, you know, complex trauma in a domestic or family violence situation can lead to post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so those sort of emotional and spiritual impacts as well as relational impacts in terms of dealing with other people in their lives. Yeah, of course, there's just so many things that can 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 come from a kind of relationship like this. And there's so many area, different areas where people need support. And interestingly enough, one of the last podcasts that I did was actually with the National Debt Helpline. And they did mention mm. exactly the same as you, which is that people can come out of difficult relationships and they're left with debt, which is extremely difficult to deal with when it wasn't their own debt or, um, and they just don't know how to move forward with it. So it's really great exactly. that they can, They've got a space to come to where they can get support in all those areas. And I guess you can also funnel people off to more targeted support, can't you, from where you're sitting with 1-800-RESPECT. Yes, and there's also a lot of information on our website exactly about this topic. And there's also a toolkit that people can access and look at um, different aspects of financial abuse and see if it might affect them. Yeah. 
great. Um, so one of the first pieces of advice for anyone recovering from a DV relationship is to completely cut off contact with their abuser. However, this may not be possible if the abuser is also the father of their child. Can you give us some tips on how to deal with this on an emotional level and also on a practical and safety level? Yeah, for sure. And look, it's important to remember that it is so normal to grieve for a past relationship, even if abuse was present in that relationship. No person on this planet is 100% good or bad. There would have been elements of that relationship that were very um, happy making and very satisfying to both parties. It's also very normal to feel lonely and to remember those times in the relationship where the person using violence was behaving in a way that is actually really consistent with the honeymoon phase of the domestic violence cycle. And of course, that's the roses and the apologies and chocolates and everything else, um, particularly after an explosive event that can happen. Uh, as a service, we want survivors to know that 1-800-RESPECT is there to work through those feelings of grief and loneliness, as well as fear, with people who contact us while exploring that cycle of violence and risks to safety. Um, so what we can do is speak with someone who contacts our service about the support systems that they might be able to source locally, and the importance of feeling connected through safe and secure family and friends and professionals. Um, we would always encourage survivors to seek that professional support and advice specific to their circumstances, particularly around things like safety planning. Um, in, and that's something that you might actually need to look at when there is children that have shared parenting and you need to look at that custody and look at how to, you know, plan that really, really well. I mean, often safety planning will include things like ensuring contact visit drop-offs and pickups that are held in a public and safe location. But that's really for the service and the woman to collaboratively discuss and plan. And collaboration is a key point there. You need to be part of this decision-making process because this is about your life and the lives of your children. Um, in terms of supports, there's many um, things like local women's health services and domestic violence support services, as well as services like legal aid. These services will often have support and counselling for children and young people who are experiencing domestic and family violence as well. And we'll also be able to refer you to legal resources in your area if that's what you need. Mm -hmm. Our counsellors at 1800RESPECT can help you to explore the options available for you in your area. Yeah. Yeah, so I, it's it's so difficult, isn't it, moving forward mm. from something like this? Because as you say, you have got the, what well, I suppose when you refer to it as a normal grief of a past relationship. So not only are you dealing with that um, and the difficulties of going through a separation with children involved, um, but also there's the safety aspect and that can be so difficult to work through. But I, there's also mediation as well. Um, mm. and Relationships Australia um, offers some... Um, leveled uh, some from free or some tiered pricing uh, mediation so there are yes. ways to work through it it's just a matter of um, getting the support and I don't think anyone would expect um, a single mum to work through it on their own you no, need no. to have support with this so for, for the single mums listening who haven't reached out for that support yet please do because 
that it's all there um and and often that the, the hardest bit is that reaching out and, and getting the help that you need but it also sounds like understanding and ultimately breaking that cycle of domestic violence is something that would be um really helpful for women to understand so that they can they know what they're going through and what they have to do to move forward um, obviously it's not mm. as easy it's just just finding out what that cycle is i mean they've been living it possibly for many years exactly exactly <laughs> but, but at but least one, not knowledge one, power exactly and that's what i was just about to say the fact is they may have been living it but for them the person using violence will often normalize their own behavior mm. and accuse their partner of being crazy or mad for daring to question that this is not a normal relationship it is usually the woman who is accused of being crazy or having unrealistic expectations of the relationship whereas when you can talk to a counselor at 1800 respect or a service in your local area you can be validated in your position that no you're not crazy this relationship has all the hallmarks of an abusive relationship and this was not healthy for you or your children and you've done a wonderful job in being able to move away from that because that's a tough thing to do mm, absolutely i see a lot of people on our anonymous forum um, who have come on to talk about a relationship and it's almost as if by the end of their message they've tapped it all out and they've realized themselves that they're sitting in an unhealthy relationship but just to mm. almost to type it out and to, to put it in front of other people is enough for them to realize oh hold on this isn't right um, and i need to move on from this which yes. is very well but then some people are unable to do that without support so that's what this is about um mm -hmm. people realize that that support is out there and, and they have they are very entitled um to it um so yes. for many single mothers who have lived through dv um, they're not only looking for a way to move forward themselves but they also want to help their children to heal and to live healthy happy lives of course that's what we all want for our kids so mm -hmm. how can single mums help their children at the same time as helping themselves through this really difficult time yeah look it's so true too often children are those silent witnesses to domestic and family violence and any age of a child, they'll be impacted by living in that home where there are power and control issues or abusive behaviour. They might not always see the violence or hear the abuse, but they will see the impact of it. And they'll see the impact of it in both parents and they will carry that with them. And it's that old saying, you know, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Children will always do what you do they will always do what you do so they will grow up thinking that this is a normal relationship mm. this is how relationships work because that's the only thing that they've ever known um there are of course counseling services for kids and they're often through the local women's health services and the age of the child can help you decide on how to support them but for all age groups we would encourage anyone to reach out for that again professional support and advice offer the child security and safety and often the best way to do this is to just be that stable and consistently safe presence in their life a safe place when their emotional life be, may be quite chaotic that sort of unconditional love and that doesn't mean allowing them to behave badly themselves because you know it's that old saying i love you i do not love this behavior <laughs> but it's giving them that unconditional reassurance that they are always safe with you 
Um, a great free resource is the Raising Children site. You might have heard of that, yes. uh, raisingchildren.net.au. Yeah, covers all ages from newborns to teens, and it's got lots of practical parenting advice and emotional support resources. Other things for kids, and again, it does depend on age, is, you know, wherever possible, keep them safe from violence, provide lots of affection and care. Um, while it might be tempting, don't speak negatively of any abusive family member but let, them, let the child know that violence and abusive behaviour is never okay. So your role modelling um, that positive relationship with the child by being respectful and not aggressive when interacting with other people in your life, including the child, um, help them to get involved in things that they enjoy and that boost their self-esteem and mental wellbeing, like hobbies or sports or any sort of exercise. If you can get your teen out of bed, you're doing well. Um, Provide a secure, predictable and healthy relationship. That is always key. And again, always going back to see if you can find that professional, whether that's through um, a local counselling service or through a women's health service, see if you can find someone that your child will click with. Yeah, I mean, kids do tend to move on so quickly um, with things and they they're in danger of having not really understood or worked through the issues. And I guess this can ultimately create problems for them later on in life. Um, yes. So although sometimes, as you say, silent witness, they can seem to be okay with it. Um, but in fact, they're not, and they're just holding onto it inside because they don't have a proper understanding. So I suppose would keeping those lines of communication open and just knowing, letting them knowing, know that they're okay to, to talk about it and ask questions and um, mm, things that always. they understand. Yeah, always, always. Like um, starting those lines of communication when you've got a, a tiny little one is always a great thing. But at any age, letting, the, letting your child know that it's safe to talk to you, that you're not going to judge them for their thoughts or opinions about the situation and let them know that you're curious about their understanding of the situation. How do they feel? Like, let them know that they are safe to talk to you about that. And they might not be comfortable too. They might feel guilty too. Who knows? Like, but that professional support then as well can be a really good sounding board for the child because then they don't have to work through any other feelings of guilt if that is happening for them. Because yeah. I think so often kids are worried about hurting mum's feelings or dad's yes. feelings and so they think oh they're already suffering enough or mum doesn't seem very happy I don't want to make her feel any worse by telling her that I'm unhappy or to bring mm. up the topic they're so sweet they want us to be happy and by doing that they can hold on to these these issues so yeah giving them the option of professional support is is always good just to talk it out with somebody but look yeah. um Moving on, um, going through an abusive relationship is very likely to affect intimate relationships moving forward. Um, yet many single mums do hope to rediscover love with a new partner at some point. It can be incredibly hard though. What's your advice uh, to the ladies who are considering dating after an abusive relationship? Yeah, sure. An important thing to remember is that abusive relationships are in the minority. There are far too many of them. I think the latest stats are something like one in four relationships will contain a level of abuse. That is way too much, way yeah. too high. Yeah. But it is also the minority. Um, one of the strongest things I could ever recommend to someone thinking of moving forward into a relationship is to take your time. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. Get to understand yourself out of the context of any relationship, good or bad. Um, Understand who you are as a person. What do you want from your life that is out of the context of a romantic relationship? The more whole you are as a person, the more you have to offer in a romantic relationship anyway. Um, And honestly, one of the red flags in any relationship is if one person is trying to drive it forward very quickly. You need to be respected enough to take your time and your wish to proceed slowly should be respected. So that is one of the first um, things I would ever say. Mm. And everyone has that right to experience a respectful relationship. As a service, we also encourage people to talk to us if they're, ex- if they're thinking of entering into a new relationship and to explore those ideas and, and absolutely the fears they may have entering that relationship. Um, we all also recommend that you do talk to your professional for that ongoing support because you need that when taking next steps on your healing journey and a new relationship is a massive step on that healing journey. And it's also important to acknowledge the impact that um, any trauma has on your sense of self and control. And that's where I will always go back to take the time for yourself and take the time, honour yourself and your new relationship by taking your time with it. There's no need to rush. I think um, going back into the dating world is extremely difficult for anybody, um, especially around these particular times that we live in where I'm 45 now. um, I was 24 (laughs) when I met my who's my now ex-husband and dating was very different um, then compared to what it is now. And the online dating is a completely different um, ball game and it can Mm -hmm. be extremely um, upsetting for many people. You have to be strong before you're ready to date again. Um, Especially if you've come out of a, 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 um, an unhealthy relationship but also just getting back into that particular online dating arena, which can really slap you around. Um, you know, all mm. these things that happen, you can be ghosted, which is where you are chatting away to somebody, perhaps even had a few dates and everything's going swimmingly. And the next thing you know, um, you just don't hear from them again. And unless you're in a really strong place, you're just not going to be able to handle that. Um, so, I think for any women going back into the dating world, it's difficult, but especially so for the ladies that we're talking about today. And what's so interesting is to hear that they can actually phone up 1-800-RESPECT to get um, advice and support with, with mm. moving into a new relationship, which I don't think people would realise. That's a great service. Well, we, like I said, we cover that whole continuum of the journey, mm. whether they're just starting to explore the idea that this relationship isn't quite right. And then after the relationship has ended, I mean, we can't really offer a continuum of care, but we are always there for Mm. someone to ring up and talk. Mm. Yeah. And because we do have um, a a problem where we we do tend to date similar personalities to what we've dated before. So I guess even if somebody's got those red flags coming up and they're thinking, oh, goodness, 
I don't know whether I'm doing the right thing here, just being able to talk to somebody, to let it out, put it out there and just get some, some really um, informative advice back can help them make yeah. a more sensible next move as to whether they're doing the right thing or they're not and help them to make a decision. So, so that's a yeah. great thing. Um, yeah. Because um, my, my last question for you, Alison, is that having um, a support network <laughs> is absolutely crucial for single mums. And, and I do provide that to some extent, um, uh, but it's especially true for those who are moving forward after a domestic violence relationship where um, they need more niche support than I can offer um, at the, mm. because we're like you we cover the full range of the single mum journey right through from the crisis period the initial breakup through to perhaps repartnering remarrying um, so but we because we, we cover such a, 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 a long space we can't delve into some of these other issues as much as we'd like to yeah so can you talk us through how where and what single mums can do to find the support that's so crucial to them Mm. well i would always recommend that people talk to their local people in their local communities their friends their family get an understanding of what supports are available to them through local agencies again like women's health centers are wonderful you can find support groups held within those centres, and they're usually a free service. Women's health centres are usually run under the um, state, what is it? I'm sorry, the state health department and things like that. Sorry, I just had a mental freeze Friday afternoon. It's Friday afternoon, um, just let the listeners yeah. know. We are doing this on a Friday afternoon, so our brains yeah. are slowing down and we're doing the very best we can. I think we're doing wonderfully, <laughs> Alison, by the way. Um, so do I, Lucy, so do I. Um, <laughs> I'd also always, again, going back to contact 1-800-RESPECT, speak to one of our counsellors via web chat or over the phone. It can be a really good place to start. We can guide you towards what local services are out there. Um, always speak with your doctor or any medical professional that you trust. They will have spoken to other women in your situation. This is not an uncommon situation and they may well know support services that we might not know because we're a national service we won't know every granular detail of support services in every area which is why we do refer to the local services that we can always in an emergency we'd advise you to contact triple zero of course but when you are in a safe space and looking at moving forward we would encourage you to explore services like lucy's or um, your local women's support services because that's where you will start to create new connections and get that validation that you are on the right path for you. Mm. And that power of human support of people who get you, people who are like-minded and have had similar, similar experiences is it's second to none, isn't it? You just cannot mm. really, it's wonderful to see a counsellor and get that profess, professional support and it's wonderful to be able to call up and talk to somebody at 1-800-RESPECT when you need support at a certain time. But to be able to form a support network of people who get you is just so powerful. Um, and, and we're so lucky that there's so much out there. I always end up saying this at the end of my podcast because I've spoken to so many 
brilliant free services here in Australia. And I just think we're so lucky to have them. Um, and, and just it's a shame when sometimes people don't realise they're available and they're suffering and they're not reaching out for that support, which is there for them. Um, so yeah, I'm really hoping that do it, having this chat with you is going to make sure people you know, know that you're there and that you're, you're very happy to help them, even even after the relationship has ended. Nobody to clip your fingers and go back to normal life. It's not it's not possible. Um, and and there is help for you at that time. But look, yeah. that's really all we've got time for today in our podcast. It's gone really quickly. Um, mm. So look, I know we've talked about one eight hundred respect, but I just want you just one more time, if you wouldn't mind, just tell the listeners where they can go online and what the phone number is to call you and just a quick rundown again of what you offer um just to just to finish up of course so the phone number is 1800 737 732 our website is 1800respect.org.au and we provide support and counseling in a single session framework for anyone who has experienced domestic or family violence or sexual assault. And we are Australia-wide. So anywhere you are in the country, we are here to support you. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, look, I have to say, Alison, the work that you do, it's flipping wonderful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, and you, the work you're doing is thank great. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, we help everybody somewhere along the lines, don't we? Um, yeah. it's, all, it's a good feeling to help people as well. But look, I, I really am so honoured that you've taken the time out of what I'm sure has been a hectic day, uh, being as it's a Friday. Of a, of a, have you had a short week there, Alison? We had, we had Monday off here in... Um, yes, it was very nice. Very, <laughs> very nice. <until laughs> lovely, to have a, lovely to have a long weekend. Yes. Yes. It's, it's all very nice until you realise you've got five days working to four days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but still, you've come on and spoken to me. I'm so grateful and, um, for that and for helping the single mums who are struggling in the wake of domestic violence. So thank of you for, for sharing your kindness, your expertise and your knowledge with, with, with us today. My pleasure. Thanks, Alison. And to all the single mums listening, if you're finding it hard to work through your DV relationship and to move forward with your life, remember there is support out there. Reach out for it. I always say this at the end of my podcast, get the support that you need to heal and create the life that you deserve for you and your family. And remember, if you've not visited my website, beanstalkmums.com.au, make sure you do. Not only will you find more podcasts just like this, but there's heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey. And you can chat to me anytime on our anonymous single mum forum or the single mum vine Facebook group, which are also reached through the website. And one final point, which I always ask you before I leave, and that's if this podcast has helped you, and I truly hope it has, please take your 30 seconds to rate and review it. The more reviews we can get, the easier these podcasts are to find by other single mums who need support, guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys. So until next time, ladies, goodbye.